Blog Talk Radio. Hello. That's him. God, that was frustrating. I've never had a thank goodness for Oliver my... Perez, the true fireman. <laughs> and Matt Grace with his second consecutive save. Uh, hello, that's Sound. Welcome to that Nightly, <laughs> sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patch Reddington, Federal Baseball's own Mr. Jackpot. And doghouse from federal baseball is on the line after a 10-7 win that was a 10-2 lead going into the ninth and nothing going into the eighth uh well, let's start with the positives max scherzer three straight k's after the first two reds reach base tonight uh 10 and 5 210 era 261 fifth 12.13 k's per nine 1.89 walks per nine and 128 and a third in the first half Worked in and out of trouble early. Three scoreless, eight Ks on 60 pitches. Six scoreless on 95. Ten Ks at that point. Uh, his 12th double-digit K start of the season. 61st of his career. Season-high four walks, which he'll probably be pissed about after the game. But started off with a good start by Max Scherzer, Doug. <laughs> oh, Dusty, you're killing me. What are, what are you doing taking Scherzer out so early after only six? Why didn't you leave him in? Uh, he could have gone eight. What are you doing, Dusty? You're killing me, man. You're killing me. Uh, <laughs> this this was kind of a funny start from Scherzer. Uh, I, I was actually surprised to go back and, and look at the box score and see the four walks there. Um, this is the sort of line that I, I think we've seen things like this out of Geo, and I'm, I'm going to keep comparing it to Geo because I think it's such an interesting contrast back-to-back. Uh, that we've seen some performances like this earlier this season, and I would be in here moaning and, and shaking my fists and going, oh, my goodness, Gio barely danced out of it. Look at those four walks. How did he manage to survive this? He just got lucky. And here I'm like, oh, four walks. I really don't remember all the base runners because Scherzer was just so dominant in spite of allowing all the free passes. Um you know, I, I guess there's there's a little bit of confirmation bias going in that and some benefit of the doubt there. But, you know, this is a shaky outing, you know, six scoreless 10Ks before <laughs> walks. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure he even got up to 100 pitches. He was like 95 or something when he came out. I, I don't recall. Um, yeah. I'm actually okay with him exiting with a 10-run lead and, and 95 pitches. Let's uh, – Let's get a little bit of rest on these guys if, if we hope to have them do something later in October. Uh, I'm fine with that. In, in spite of the what happened later, uh, that's that's all I'm going to say about it at this point. Um, good good outing for Max in, in spite of the, uh, the the poor peripherals in in, uh, in some cases. That's where out. Three to nothing when he was done after the six. They put together a seven run seventh. We'll get to all the offense in a minute, but let's get this bullpen bull out of the way. Austin <laughs> Adams comes on for his MLB debut. E6 walk, wild pitch that almost killed a batter. Uh, hit by pitch, uh, bases loaded, walk, RBI single. 21 pitches, no outs, five batters faced. Oliver Perez came on with the bases loaded, no outs, recorded three straight outs just to make it look that much worse for Austin Adams. But that was tough to watch, man. That guy, that kid's up there. <laughs> he's not a kid, I guess. He's mid-20s. What is he, like 26 years old? But, oh, man, he couldn't. 26, yeah. 
couldn't get anyone out, couldn't throw strikes, just completely melted down out there on the mound. I, I texted you during that and just said I'm watching through my fingers essentially because I just can't stand watching people kind of blow up like that. that. Someone with the yips is the worst thing in the world as far as I'm concerned, and that was pretty close to it there. Yeah, Mrs. Dockhouse calls that the waffle fingers, which she sort of has them crossed in front of her faces <laughs> like, like it's waffles, that, you know, because she doesn't want to watch. Um, that's, uh, it, that, that was rough, but what do you got to expect for someone who is essentially worth half of Danny Espinoza? You know, it's, it's not like <laughs> this is half of Christian Guzman, you know, some, some real return like, uh, like Roark was, um, I, I was hoping this would be a great story so I could draw that comparison and have it be triumphant, but I, I guess it's not to be, at least not yet. You know, maybe, maybe when the other guy comes up, he'll, he'll turn out to be a surprise. Uh, let, let's hope that was just a yes. Maybe it's something that he can work out because it seems certainly there's, there's some raw stuff there. Although um, I, I gather he, he does have a, a history of problems with, uh, with command uh, and 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 a relatively high walk rate in the minors. That's certainly not something that's going to decrease when you get at the majors, where people are even more patient, and you're maybe even a little more nervous and having trouble finding the zone, like we saw tonight. That was uh, that was that was rough to rough to watch. And I mean, you kind of feel for this kid because you you come into a situation where you're up ten to nothing. You have one job, and that's throw strikes. And what do you do? You walk in and run. Um, that's rough, uh, especially when you got reliable old Ollie coming in and saying, "Here you go, kid. Let me let me show you how it's done. Don't simplify your mechanics. You gotta you gotta add some flair here. Then then you'll get the the, the outs real easy." Uh, I, I'm not sure he he got anything of benefit out of his first major league start or first major league appearance here. Uh, I'm just talking about it again. I'm cringing all over again. Getting it. Uh, moving on. Moving on. It didn't get any better in the ninth. Trevor Gott, the other reliever, called up the other day when the Nationals made some moves through the bullpen. Gott comes on, gives up a single by Billy Hamilton, a RBI double by Patrick Kivlayan. I don't know how the hell you say his name. Stuart Turner, single. Adam Duvall, single, ground ball, drives in a run, 10-4 to 4 at that point. Scooter Jeanette comes up next. Three-run home run to right, 10-7 to 7 at that point. I almost pulled out my trusty It's Happening Again, Twin Peaks drift for that one. But luckily it stopped there when always reliable Matt Grace came on and once again got three straight outs after he took over on the mound. Not a good night for Mr. Gott. Uh, he's a 24-year-old right-hander. He's got a live arm out there. Uh, I still think there's a future for him, but uh, two relievers who came up, faced 10 batters today, didn't manage to retire. A single one of them ended up giving up uh, seven runs, uh, six of them earned uh, on six hits. Just, just brutal. And they had to force Matt Grace to go out there and earn his second save of the season because they couldn't retire anyone in the ninth there. Yeah, that was, that was a, a rough couple of innings for a couple of young pitchers. Uh, Adams, you sort of, you cut him a break, you know, we're up, he's, he's up basically to see what he is and to see if he can translate what he's done in the minors and fill in while people are hurt and see if he can be uh, 
a, a useful piece in junk time, which I, I think he's demonstrated he's not, God we certainly expect more out of. Uh, and at this point in his career, you, you know that the organization has hopes for him to be a useful piece in a high-leverage situation. You know, maybe he doesn't turn into the closer, and yes, I'm making quotes with my fingers, but he could be a useful guy in the seventh or the eighth or, or even as a matchup guy uh, in, in, a, in a, big, uh, a big spot. But tonight he certainly wouldn't show it. I admit that I was, I was not watching because I, just, I couldn't look directly at the screen uh, so I'm not sure where his pitches were going, but it just seemed from all the hard contact he was giving up that uh, he, he must have been just missing over the plate and not managing to hit any corners because we know he has a certain amount of stuff. I mean, he's, he's a promising guy with uh, potential to be a high-leverage reliever, and he showed absolutely none of that tonight. I, I, I mean – where do you want to go? Do you want to be Adams walking in the runs, or do you want to be Gott loading them up with hits and then giving up the dinger uh, to Scooter? No, the ball isn't juiced, Jeanette. <laughs> I want to be Oliver Perez personally, but that's like an everyday <laughs> thing, not, not just because of what he did tonight. He's just got such a style on the mound. Alone. And great socks. Uh, let's talk about a little offense here. We got the bullpen out of the way. I can stop cringing now. Uh, Reds right-hander Luis Castillo out on the mound, three scoreless and hitless to start things. I was doing my best to jinx him on the Twitters. Uh, Bryce Harper singles with one out for the first hit, scores on a Murphy RBI double. Rendon follows with a two-run blast on a sweet, sweet swing is how I have it in my notes here. Uh, he grooved a 3-2 fastball to him there. Uh, Rendon walked. Two-run home run, walk his first three plate appearances, a grand slam in his fourth plate appearance, no doubter on either blast. Um, 51 to 51 walks, 48 Ks on the year after he took two walks tonight. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but he walked more than he came in college. Uh, Rendon just continues to swing it, uh, uh, average up to <laughs> average up to 315 after a three for three night, two runs scored, two walks, six runs batted in. It's a really big night by Rendon, and when he connects those two home runs, are just beautiful swings by Rendon. Just fun to watch him do his work up there at the plate. Good heavens! Uh, two home runs, yes, both both excellent, impactful hits, but also three for three with two walks on the night. Uh, I, I think I, I made the not an all star joke like five times in in the WPA today. Um, it, it, this this is the snub of snubs. I, I, I think this is a snubbier snub this year than any of the seasons when, when Ryan Zimmerman had like four wins already at the break, but they, they gave it to uh, uh, anyone else just because the world are jerks. Um, <laughs> Rendon is a fantastic player. Right, right now, uh, you know, he, he's he's been more valuable to the team than Harper, um, and he's he's every bit as underrated as Zim ever was back when the the Nats were awful, and the Nats are good now. People should be looking at the Nats. They have lots of of, of great players. Why doesn't everyone love Anthony Rendon? He should be everyone's favorite player, not just Trey Turner. <laughs> uh, he's pretty good. 
Oh, now I'm looking down my list, and we're back to bad news again. 10-7 win tonight, but before the game, uh, the bad news on Joe Ross, what Mike Rizzo described as a full thickness tear of the ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow. Tommy John surgery coming this Wednesday. Uh, you got to imagine he's going to miss possibly all of the 2018 season at this point, happening as late as it did in the year. Uh, it's going to be at least a year until he's back throwing and then rehab and everything. It's going to be a long time before we see Joe Ross on the mound in the majors again. Uh, Nationals, Rizzo said yesterday that he, he thinks there are some in-house options that they can go with at, 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 now that they've lost Ross here, but just a really big blow for the 24-year-old. He made it up to the majors quick. He was off on a, a start of a really good career in the major leagues. Uh, struggled with the shoulder last year. Never quite got right this year from what I saw. Uh, mechanics were messed up. His arm slot going up and down. Velocity dropped all season up and down there. And now a tear of the UCL and Tommy John surgery for Ross. Yeah, with the benefit of the hindsight, we can, we can look back at uh, the issues that that he's been having all year and, and say, well, was it tearing a little bit or however a UCL tear happens, you know, is that injury sort of nagging at him and getting worse and worse until it finally, you know, gave way completely. You know, it, it certainly makes uh, a convenient narrative to explain the struggles that he's had so far this season. Uh, I, I just got to say in the back of my head, I have this picture of Austin Voth keep checking, keep checking his phone. He's like, did I get the text yet? And I, I didn't leave it on vibrate. Did I, I, I didn't feel anything in my pocket. Did I get anything yet? No. Okay. But uh, th- th- this is certainly something that the, the Nats are going to miss. Um, as we talked about last night, there are options in the house to fill out that fifth spot, especially since it, it doesn't have to be a good fifth spot. The Nats are not in the situation that say the Cubs are where they had to make an aggressive move to add quality starting pitching because they were in serious danger of, uh, of not being in contention for the postseason. Right now, the Nats, they have that luxury of uh, everyone else in the NL East really having a rough season. So we can afford to, you know, not necessarily have to get the greatest person to be that trip starter or the greatest assortment of cobbled together hodgepodge from AAA to, to be that fifth starter and still have a, a, a very good shot at postseason play. Um, that said, though, oh, just such a punch in the gut now. Uh, Ross, on, uh, Ross out for Tommy John, Turner on the DL. If only we still had Will Myers. <laughs> Rumor of the day, uh, Ken Rosenthal reporting during tonight's game, sources telling him the Nationals are trying to acquire both, acquire both Sean Doolittle and Ryan Madsen from the Athletics, also continuing to scout and discuss other relievers. Uh, he noted Madsen's owed seven and a half this, uh, this year, seven and a half in 18, Doolittle, uh, the remainder of $2.6 million for this year, 4.35 and 18, a $6 million club option for 19, 6.5 for 20. Uh, he goes on to talk about whether the, the Nationals will require the A's to pay some money in their deal, possibly, so that they don't have to pay as much, possibly give them bigger prospects. Neither of these guys is closing right now, though both of them have closed out games in the past. So this would seem to be one of those depth moves that the Nationals add a few arms there. 
in order to do that, of course, they're going to have to get rid of the relievers after tonight. I think there's probably two that they can pick out pretty quickly <laughs> to move back down to make room. But yeah, I don't watch I don't watch a lot of A's baseball. Madsen, I basically remember him from his time with the Phillies. But uh, these two would certainly add depth. Doolittle dealt with some injury issues this year, but he seems to be healthy and back out there. He's been really effective when he has been healthy the last couple of years. They would certainly bolster the uh, bullpen core if the Nats could make yet another deal with the Athletics. Uh, but th- that's just the thing, right? Do uh, do we need moderate leverage, middle inning, or even seventh or eighth inning guys? We have Matt Grace. Yeah. We have Oliver Perez. Dare, dare I say it, we even have Blake Trinan. Um, we need that splashy high-end guy who you can say, go out and get me three or four outs against the heart of any lineup at, at any point during the game. We need our closer, as I make the quotation marks with my fingers. Uh, and I think neither of those guys are that. Um, I, I'm assuming there's maybe some other other move in the works here and I'd just like to add as an aside, Tim Rosenthal is a tiny, tiny man. Uh, I, I saw him, uh, this, this great shot during the All-Star game, or maybe it was around the Homeland Derby, sometime during the festivities, of him talking to Altuve, and I'm like, finally, someone he can see eye to eye. They are like exactly the same height. It was delightful. <laughs> I've met him once or twice in the press box, and as a six-foot-tall man, yes, he is pretty small out there, though. Uh, he's got the scoops, though, even though he has nowhere to run, yeah. apparently. Fox, Fox has only shown videos now on their website and has done away with all writing, which is wonderful. Way to go. Who needs writing in this world? Fast Nightly, sponsored <laughs> by FederalBaseball.com. It, it's a 10-7 to 7 win tonight in Cincinnati. Two more to go with the Reds. Steven Strasburg on the mound tomorrow night. I'm just wondering if that's the case as I'm saying that, but I'm pretty sure it's Strasburg tomorrow. Nope. Tanner Roark versus uh, Homer Bailey Go. tomorrow in the third of four. Strasburg goes in the finale. Yes, I'm right about that at least. That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. I'm going to bed. This game just fucking wore me out, and I just cussed on the air. So Dave would be very happy to talk to you tomorrow, sir. <laughs> Two more with the Reds to come. Go Nets. <laughs>